The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. New Year. Same old shit talkers from last season. Hello, welcome to a brand new season of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. As always, joining you is Nick Callum and Riley. After a pretty fun Christmas and New Year's Eve, we thought we'd get back into it early and let you know everything before the Fantasy app even releases on your App Store and Google Play Store. Boys, welcome back to another season of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Callum, I'm going to start with you, mate. Did you have a good break? Mate, a great break, except for probably the last week where I've been locked away with COVID, so it's been brilliant. Uh, it's just Not a New Year's tradition for me now. Not good signs. No, no. How how are you feeling coming into the new season after winning your very first league win last year? Is, is there a little bit of pressure that you're feeling coming into 2023? No, mate, no, none at all. It was my second or third win, actually, that I've had all together, but first with the actual um, three blokes, boys. So I'm feeling quite confident I can go back to back. There will be some people chasing me, but that's what happens when you're the uh, the champion of the rest. So looking forward to another season. Can't wait to do it again. And uh, not speaking of uh, champions, but of course, our other three bloke, we have got uh, Nick once again this year. Have you bought some better jokes and some better final thoughts coming into 2023, Nick? Look, I, I've tried to dig through my material here and, uh, yes, hopefully I can be a little bit better this year. And um, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, the brand new haircut that you're sporting for the Three Blokes <laughs> World Fantasy Podcast, the mullet. It is filthy. Uh, we actually, <laughs> we'll talk about this first up. We all uh, had a day trip to the Gold Coast um, during uh, uh, the end of last year, 2022. And you wouldn't believe it. Joining us on the side of the beach was big Tommy Turbo, no one's first choice for fantasy. Uh, you you boys were a little bit uh, hesitant to go up, but I thought, oh well, we'll get a photo. And um, if you jump on our social media, we got a we got a photo. Nick, you're actually taller than Tommy Turbo. What's going on, mate? I'm just you know I should be in the NRL. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what <laughs> water boy? No, you know I'll just run outside Turbo on the wing, mate. Put me through some holes. I said to him, he he didn't say that to him. But Nick, how are you <laughs> going? How are you feeling going into this year? I mean, you didn't do too well in the ranks last year. I mean, I even beat you, and that's saying something. How are you feeling about going into this season? Look, I've got a new strategy. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not getting stuck with these cheapies that don't make any money. Number one, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just I'm just going on gut feels, not not statistics like last season in the preseason. So is part of your new strategy just copying Callum's team? Because that's what a lot of people are going to be doing, Callum. A lot of people are going to be looking at your team and going, oh, that looks all right. I might copy that. Copy and paste. Thank you very much. Is that what you're going to yeah, be Yeah, well, I won't be, sh- I won't be showing anyone my team. So he can, you know, all the best of luck with that. You're not getting my team until round one. <laughs> Any thoughts, Look, Nick? No one wants to copy his team. Anyway, I'll do shit this year. It's a fair shout. 
The Smack Talk has begun. Very first episode of the brand new season of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Of course, boys, this year, uh, a, a whole new kind of perspective of playing the game. Of course, the app hasn't been released yet. You still have access, though, to creating your team straight away. So we thought we'd jump on early, let people know what we think about the team changes. Of course, now 17 teams going into this year, Callum. That's pretty exciting, the inclusion of the Brisbane Dolphins. It's exciting, yeah, the Dolphins, as they're somewhat uh, called. It'll be interesting. I don't know how well they'll go, but we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Tell you what shit, their jersey. Um, I'm living in New South Wales, and there's been a couple of pop-up stores with like NRL gear, of course, the main ones being the Eels, the Panthers, and it caught my attention that there were no Titans jerseys, which was a shame. I would have said, shut up and take my money. But they were selling Dolphins gear. Boys, the color palette is just woeful. I I don't mind the red and the white. Of course. I don't do. know. Mate, that's our school colors, mate. What are you dissing the school colors? I'm not. No. That's St. George. They're red and white. white. It's like yeah. a red and a shitty, pasty, wheat bix color. Oh, they've got that brownie on it. Yeah, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a vanilla Coke. That's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah. Wait that color. Coke, vanilla Coke. Yeah. Vanilla uh, Coke. I love a bit of vanilla Coke. Before we get into, into strategies and that, I do want to take this time to go, if you're a first-time listener of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, welcome to this journey we're about to take you on. The expertise, of course, coming from Callum, some from Nick. Of course, we're going to be including some new... Uh, kind of genres and segments into this year's podcast. So we're really excited to to bring that on board. But also just make sure that if you haven't already, jump on our social media. It is Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast on Facebook, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy um, on Instagram, isn't it, Nick? Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on, on Instagram. That's correct. And- Make sure you also, if there's any point, want to ask questions early season or want us to help you out with making selections and decisions, uh, just send us a DM. Let us know what you're thinking. We'll give you our honest opinion. And also, if there's any sponsorship opportunities out there that you want us to get on board with, you know, uh, any breweries out there or if you're a, a, a local business, uh, you're, if you've got your own business that you want to jump on board, let us know. Send us a DM. We'd love to uh, help you out as much as possible. And we'd love you to join us on our journey as we uh, go into our second season of uh, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast, which is good. And boys, very exciting news. I haven't told you this yet, but I am potentially going to try and line up some special guests to join us throughout this season. You can hold that uh, my word, you can hold my word to that. I'm trying to get maybe some particular coaches and players on the potty so we can ask them about if they enjoy fantasy, if they play fantasy. And we can also ask them, like, do they consider their own fantasy performance going into a game? So that should be very exciting. Um, but let's have it. How about if we get stuck into it, lads? So, of course, let's talk about the new updates and changes that are coming into this fantasy season. Callum, of course, the uh, 17 teams coming in. Um, the the biggest one as well is buys, Callum. There's going to be a couple of teams that will have buys throughout the year, and that's obviously going to have an impact on players missing out on rounds. Is that right? Yeah, so each team will have three buys uh, throughout the year, um, all scheduled at different parts. Um 
which would be interesting. Obviously, the Dragons are up first with the buy, so stay clear of them. <laughs> stay clear of them anyway. Um, but yeah, looking at the the main changes, um, the total trades this year have increased to 44, which is pretty good, uh, especially for all of us who like to get through our trades nice and early. Um, the last eight trades, though, they'll be available from round 20 onwards. Um, in terms of how many trades you can make per week, it's two trades per week up until round six. Then you can make three from round, well, up to round 12, sorry. Um, and then that's followed by a maximum of four trades per round from round 13 onwards. Um, with the buys as well, there's three rounds in particular, round 13, 16, and 19, where seven teams have a buy. And obviously, Origin players aren't available during that period as well. Um, but therefore, uh, the fantasy um, experts and everyone who updates the the app each year, um, they've made rounds 13, 16, and, and 19, um, only, counting only counting the starting 13 players um, in your team. So normally, it will be 17 players um, that your points get accumulated from. But it'll only be 13 for those three rounds. Riley already mentioned that there's 17 uh, teams now. So obviously one team miss out each week. Mm. Salary uh, cap has increased from 9.4 to 10 million. Interesting. Um, no, Yeah, no changes to the scoring system as well this year, which is good. Um, and obviously the app's not out yet, but Nick's sources have notified me and the app will be out within the next couple of weeks. That is exciting stuff. And um, any guys with girlfriends out there who listen to three blokes and play fantasy, just just get, maybe give the missus a warning that a lot of time and effort will be put into this app and not so much the misses when it comes to footy season because we all love watching the footy and analysing the stats and speculations of what players to trade in and make sure you get Tanner Boyd in there as well because he's going to be fire this year for the Titans. Let's, uh, Nick, let's get your input because we haven't heard much from you. Usually that's the way it goes in the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy podcast. Not much Frankly, input, yes. but let's let's get you in early. Your thoughts on uh, the season for 2023. How do you reckon it's going to shape up and how much different do you think it's going to be to other seasons we played? Um, I think a little bit different. Um Obviously, the scoring changes last year seemed to even out everyone in the in the scoring. There wasn't there wasn't people who averaged a lot more than others. Um, so that that's staying the same this year, which is good. Um, the increase of trades by eight is a bit interesting. Um, there is one extra round though, so I guess that's sort of. It uh, decreases the importance of your trade, I guess. Uh, they're not as valuable as they used to be. So you can probably trade a little bit more than you used to at the start of the season. Um, and then obviously with the teams having buys every week, you just got to be careful. You don't have too many players from the same team, I think. So I just want to spread everyone out. Um, yeah. But so apart from that, yeah. Not what much you're else. saying is, for the different positions, make sure you have someone from at least a different team. Don't go and do what I did and get mainly Titans players in straight up. Um, space it out. So try and pick out the best player or, you know, top three in that team and see where you can put them in your team. Is that right? 
Yeah, well, I know as well last year, a few of us had a lot of Knights players at the start of the season. Uh, yeah. um, so about four, I think. Um, it's okay if they don't have a buy early. So obviously we'll go through that when we go through the teams here and what, what rounds have the buys in. Yep. Um, yep. Because say a team has a buy in round 10 or after, you could, you have time to get them out of your team before then if you start with three or four of them. You just want to be careful that you don't get stuck in a situation where the buy is coming up and you have a lot of these players still in your team and you can't get them out. Cal, I want to ask you this because I know that you've already been analysing your team and trying to figure out who to start with. And obviously with the new salary cap, who who are amongst the... Uh, most expensive players this year. I hear it's not Nathan Cleary. Amongst the most expensive? Yes. Uh, well, Nico Hines is the top tier bloke. Uh, just behind him is Nathan Cleary. Um, following from that, you've got the likes of Cameron Murray, Damien Cook. They're pretty much top tier as well. Yep. Um, and then it's the likes of just the gun middle forwards, Payne Haas, Harry Grant as a hooker as well. Uh, Tarp, knee, he's up there. Teddy's probably the, I think he's the most expensive winger fullback now that Nico Hines has the only, he's only got the half uh, position, no longer has the dual tier guns. All right, that's that's good stuff, Cal. Your internet is playing up a little bit, mate, a little bit laggy. Uh, we'll go to Nick. I just got that message through then. Sorry about that. No, you're all good. <laughs> good. Um, Nick. Let's go get out of the basement. Hey, I said, get out of the basement, Callum. Mate, I've got, I've got five <laughs> bars of internet here, and it says my internet connection's great, so I don't know what's going on. Very good. It doesn't sound great, mate, but we'll, we'll, we'll fix that. We'll get there. Nick, let's go back to you. Hearing those top players that Cal announced that were a, a little bit more expensive going into the new season, which, which one of those would you potentially want to start with? I think you should start with whoever you want out of those top tier to be a captain or think you're going to make the most money out of Well, not the most money out of who you think that that's not going to lose any value. Okay. So if you think Cameron Murray is not going to lose any value, start with him. If you think Nico Hines isn't going to lose any value and be your best captain, you go with him. If you think it's Nathan Cleary, you go with him or Damien Cook. They're, they're probably the top four, as Callum mentioned there, because James Tedesco is about 100K less than that. Yep. So, and he's very inconsistent anyway, as a fullback is. So you'd be wanting to go for one of those four, I'm assuming, but we'll get into that a bit later. Sounds good. Any final thoughts on this uh, going into 2023, boys, before we do discuss uh, three teams? I think, I think, I think Callum cha- uh, covered everything in the changes there. All right. Here we go. We are about to get stuck into it. So the first uh, team that we are going to discuss this year, and I couldn't think of a better team to do so, is the Storm, the Melbourne Storm. Callum, if you were there, mate, it doesn't look like he is. Um, oh, he's back. Cal, if you would do us the honours, mate, and talk us through the Melbourne Storm for 2023, what's going on here? Melbourne Storm, yeah, well, there's a couple of good players uh, in, in their squad that we'll get to. Um but yeah, look, first of all, I'll just quickly mention their draw. I think it's a good draw um, to start off with. They've got the Eels, Bulldogs, Titans, Tigers. And then after that, it gets a little bit more trickier with the Rabbitohs and Roosters and Seagulls. But 
They have a uh, buy in round nine, which is a little bit later, which is good. So you can probably start with a couple of uh, Storm players this year. Uh, round 13 is their next buy, and then round 19. So that's around the origin period. So, yeah, it's it's not, not the worst draw, to be honest. And I think a lot of people will probably be starting with some Storm players. And even if you look towards uh, later in the season, um, their final, I think it's like four or five teams that they've got, I'll go from round 24. They've got the Raiders, then Dragons, Titans, Broncos. That's pretty soft, in my opinion. They should be able to get easy wins against them. That's uh, that's a big call straight up, Cal. Especially those last three. No. Dragons, no. Titans, Broncos. Mm, yeah, right. okay. Maybe the last two, but we'll, we'll see how we go this year. Let's talk about the individual players and how they're lining up. Of course, Harry Grant, he did uh, exceptionally well last year, having... Um, a really good average score. Do we remember his average score, by the way, Cal? Or where about? Um, it would have been, would have been about 59, 60, mate. Which is pretty good for a hooker. How, how is he shaping up this year, mate? What, what's he starting off with? So he's 857K to start off with. Yeah. Uh, break even of 59. So pretty much what he averaged last season. Um, so yeah, he's the second most expensive hooker in the game. He's almost like 100K cheaper than Damien Cook or thereabouts. So Oof. he's probably one that I would be looking to target if you're wanting to start with a gun hooker. I think he's yeah. clear target for anyone, yeah, that wants a gun hooker. And also, like, he, he is someone that you would potentially keep throughout the entire season. And Storm being at their, uh, like, at their, um, how good they are, they'd probably make the top eight regardless. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll make the eight this year. I think that, yeah, that, it'd be pretty weird if they don't, considering that they've been there for so many years. Yes, they've lost some players, but they have some um, talent coming in and mm. they've always got the, the good pathways as well to the club. So I think they'll have another good season. Simple as that. Very good. Harry Grant, make sure you keep him in the back of your mind. Nick, I know you love this guy. Cameron Money Munster. Uh, mm. He came. He came good towards the end of 2022, didn't he? He was. He was scoring some big points in fantasy. Uh, in terms of this year, how do you reckon he's going to go? Yeah, I think he'd be all right if uh, if Ryan Pappenhausen uh, stays on the park. I think it'll it'll help him. Um, his scoring, though, it was going up when he was playing fullback, sort of in attack. Um, because Pappenhausen was injured. So not sure how it's going to go when he's back at 5'8". I don't think it's worth starting with him um, at 886K. Quite expensive there. You might as well go to someone like Nathan or Nico Hines that you know is going to score over 60. With Cameron Munster, it's a bit up in the air. Um, as I said, he's got, not going to have the goal kicking if Pappenhausen's in the team, so which might affect him. But he does have he does have an easy run the first nine rounds until they're by in round nine. So maybe a little bit of a different option there, a little bit less money. But I, I'm going to stay away from it at the start of the season. Of course, Nick, you were just talking about Ryan Pappenhausen. He's coming into this new year uh, at seven hundred and forty five thousand dollars, breaking even of fifty one. Do you think that it's a smart move to start off with him, knowing his injury background? I don't think it is. Um, I heard he's not even running that much yet. 
I don't know, Callum might be able to confirm this. Interesting. With that That's knee. True, mate. With that he's knee he's joined there. our boy uh, Tommy Turbo over in America. Yes. So, so which he means he's not going to have yet. a good preseason. He's not going to have a good preseason. He's probably not going to play any games, I'm assuming. Mightn't even be fit for round one, but he probably will be. So I wouldn't start with him. It's a big risk. We saw last year when we uh, put him in that he just got injured. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a bit dangerous from my perspective. Callum, what do you think? Yeah, look, I, I had him originally in my team, but then I've just thought it's just going to be too much of a risk. Like, yep. He has the ability to go out there and just kill it from word go. He can score the hundreds and he can make it look easy on his day. But the fact that he's still getting over that horrific knee injury that he suffered last season... I think there's you're going to be silly to put him in straight away. Eventually, hopefully, he'll come in. Um, fingers crossed he loses some money for us and then we can get him in because towards the end of the season, if he's fit, you, you probably want him in your team because of the ability, like I said, he can just go out there and score 100. Another half option, which were uh, he was really not talked about too much in terms of bringing him into your fantasy team, but... Because of the role he might have this year, it could be a good choice. Jerome Hughes, Callum, coming in at 678K, break even of 47. Is he an option or is he just going to be like he was last year and just a little bit talked about, but not too much thought going into the into the team? Yeah, I just wanted to quickly mention him because a couple of seasons ago, 2021 season, he was pretty good. Um, but last year, obviously, dropped back a little bit. Um, he just could be an alternative option, maybe a bench uh, spot later in the season. Um, but it all depends if he can bounce back to that form that he had back in 2021 um, when the Melbourne Storm, obviously, they carved up that season. They were getting points galore. So he obviously benefited from that. But if he can get back to that consistent scoring of 50s, then, yeah, he should be someone that you can consider to have probably on your bench, I'd say, rather than your starting side. Another bloke, uh, Christian Welch. Uh, Cal, your thoughts on on this bloke? Looking forward to having him back this year, playing on the field. Fingers crossed he stays fit. He'll yep. be a good inclusion for the Queenslanders. Um, but, yeah, he's at 638K to start off with, break even at 44. Um, obviously, yeah, missed last season with a with an injury, but should be fit, ready to go for the Storm. He'll be one of their key forwards this year. Mm. Um, obviously, a lot of forwards have gone mainly to the Dolphins from the Storm. Um <laughs> So he'll have more of a workload and leadership uh, role this year. Obviously, he's been a leader in their pack for a few years now, but I expect his minutes maybe to increase slightly because of this, um, yep. which means he might have a minor upside, probably about five points or so. But I still don't think there's enough there to justify purchasing him to start off with. Yep. Um, yeah, but he's he, he could be one to consider if he gets that increased role and gets a 50 average. All right, Nick, over to you, mate. Remus Smith, a pretty cheap option, to be honest. 372K, break even of 26. Is this someone that could potentially become a cash cow for us? I mean, possibly. Um, so he's he was injured last year and playing center at 372K is probably not the best value there. Uh, we know center is one of the worst positions for scoring. So... Mm. I'd be hesitant, to be honest, to, to purchase him. Knowing um, your history with fantasy, mate, I thought he would have been all over your team. I'm a changed man. Huh. 
I see he's in he's in he's in a few teams, not too many. Like he's in three point three percent of teams, which is quite interesting yeah. at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, but he, I mean, he's a good player, but centers typically don't score very much, so I I, I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> All right, uh, Eli Katoa. Now, to be honest, lads, I haven't heard too much about Eli. Is he is he a new addition to the Storm, or is he? Uh, who is this bloke? <laughs> Come on, lads. I love it, Eli. I'm not here. <laughs> Come on, give us a break. It was bound uh, to happen at some point. Who is this bloke? Yes, Ellie Katoa. You don't know Ellie Katoa? Ellie Katoa, mate, doesn't ring a bell. It Coming over from the Warriors was a gun, um, cheapy. I'd say almost three seasons ago now. Yeah. Um. So he comes over, joins the Storm. Obviously, they have a uh, an edge spot available. Um, I think potentially he could be the one to get there. And look, hopefully he does because he's an exciting prospect still and mm. an exciting player, in my opinion. So I think he'll do well in a storm setup. Um, when he started on the Warriors um, on the edge, he averaged 46 points from 71 minutes in 2020. So that's the year where he came in and was a decent cash cow. Yeah. Uh, 2021, he averaged 39.6 from 57 minutes. Um, and then last season, 40 from 60 minutes. So not the worst um, points per minute there. Mm. Um, but look, he should have a similar role, if not better, in the Storm side if he gets that opportunity to start. Mm. Um, the only problem is, though, he might not play 80. Um, he has done so in the past on five occasions, but the last time he did that was round two in 2021. So um, I think he still has plenty of upside if he does get that opportunity, but just probably won't play that 80 minutes on the edge. But overall, he's a good option if he's named. Now, lads... Uh, a big part of last year on the potty was me mispronouncing last names and players' names and um, and just fucking up all the time. So we're going to continue that trend this year. I'm going to need a hand with this next bloke we need to talk about. Uh, Trent Lorio? <laughs> Trent Liero. It's a good good option. Yeah, right. Good on you, Nick. Love your input, mate. Cow, quickly <laughs> tell us about this bloke. Um, well, Nick and I can probably both discuss this bloke. Um, yes. He's the other person that's going to be battling against Eli Katoa. Do you think, Nick, for that edge that's, position? Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. One of them's going to get it. Yeah. And look, either way, I think it's safe to say whoever gets it out of these two, purchase. Because he managed to start on the edge last year for one game, I think it was, and only scored 24 from 80. Isn't that good? But in 2021, he started three times at second row. Scores of 77 from 80 minutes. That included a try, 28 from 62, 51 from 80. So he's got solid base stats. Uh, he's a good tackler, but we just need to watch to see who gets that opportunity, really. Yeah. Well, I think I'd, either one's yeah. going to be a good option, surely. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, even if like, even if either of them get named, I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm going to pick him up. To be honest, I don't know. That's fair. It's like if you look at the second rollers that we've brought in in the last few years, they struggle to get over 500K into value. Um, like Nanai was the exception last year. And even we were considering trading him out where well, we, most of us did because he wasn't going anywhere, you know. Um, and that Tigers bloke last year, Tuolagi. Yeah, so Kelma Tuolagi as well last year was an edge that we got and he didn't make a lot of money for West Tigers. So, um just gotta keep in that mind in in mind there. Ellie Katoa, I have had him in the past. I think I, I picked him up two years ago. 
didn't go very well. He's very inconsistent. No. <laughs> I know he's in a better team at Melbourne, but he's not going to play 80, I think, as come. So he'd probably play like 50, 60 minutes. So I don't know if you be, want to risk won't that. won't be utilised as he was in his previous team. No, I, yeah. So I don't. I don't know. If there's he'd enough. probably get more opportunity though, and like an attack, surely. Yes, that's like what, what I'm thinking. But, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, it, it's hard though. It's a bit of a risky little play. Could pay off, might not, but there's not a lot of options really <laughs> in the, in the no. middle, in the edge, at that price. So he might, you might have to go with him. Another cheap option that you wanted to bring up, Cal, break even of 16, 230K. Who would I be talking about here? You'd be talking about young Jack Howarth. Mate, tell us more about Jack Howarth. Who is he? Well, mate, he was in a lot of teams last year and everyone was saying, what are you doing? Obviously, it's the uh, those who don't really know what they're doing on NRL Fantasy, and there's a few, which is why they should listen to us. Um but well, Jack no, Howard this year, <laughs> mate, Jack Howard this year, I reckon he's got some relevance to him, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a new contract and it's worth a fair bit. So I think they will be looking to include Jack Howard now on probably the, probably the bench because he's an edge forward. He can play center. Um, he did all right last year in the under-19s origin game. He only played 37 minutes, but he scored 29 on the edge in that game from 37. So that's decent. Um, we spoke about Katoa and Liero. They probably, I don't think they'll both play 80 minutes if mm. they're whoever's gets that edge spot. Um, I think this bloke will come on and play the rest of the game for the storm. So he'll probably get around maybe 15, 20 minutes, I'm assuming. Um, and if he can do that, I don't mind him if you're wanting to pick him up, but if you're going to, you have to expect he's probably not going to make a lot of money real quick. Okay. And he's going to be someone that will most likely just sit in your emergencies. But he's got more relevance this year than what he did last year. So if you have him at the moment, don't start panicking. He's someone that you can probably just wait and see how he goes in the trials and then have a look to see if he's named there round one on the bench and then see what role he gets. All right. Last player we're going to discuss about the Melbourne Storm before moving on is Jonah. Nick. Now, Nick, do you know much about this bloke or not? Jonah. No, I looked I looked, at, looked this person up because <laughs> you included it on the sheet and had nothing. So yeah. this is all, all right. Well, I, I can quickly mention him. <laughs> it's, only, it's only just there as a special mention because he's another bloke who uh, played in the under-19 Origin game last year. Um, he's 230K, break-even of 16, so same as Jack Howard. Mm. Um, but I just wanted to mention him because Cooper Johns is no longer at the club. They have Tyron Wishart, who I think will just be the bench utility no matter what if there's any injuries. And I think this bloke could be the backup option if any halves go down. Fingers crossed they don't for the Storm. But I think he'll be the backup half option. He's got raps on him um, from all the former NRL greats. They see him as a future player for New South Wales. Um, he played, obviously, like I said, last year in the under-19 origin game. He scored 37 from 70 minutes. So not the greatest, but he had four tries just in that. And look dangerous. So I think if he gets an opportunity, he'll probably be someone that most people will be uh, buying considering he's basement price. Mm. And he's just someone there just to have in mind that if any injuries go um, to, the, to the way of the storm, which like I said, hopefully they don't. Um, he'll be the next cab off the rank, I think. Yeah, right. There you go. Melbourne Storm looking to uh, tear up the competition in 2023. 
uh, some new inclusions to the team. So let's see how they go. But uh, a team that really needs to perform this year to get a little bit more respect on their name is the Bulldogs, which will be the next team we will discuss. Uh, Cal, run us through what their season's looking like. Um, look, tough first two rounds, followed by another two good games, and then the rest really it's roller coaster, it's up and down. So, okay. um, Seagulls and Storm first, yeah, mm. uh, and then Tigers, Warriors. I like that. That's that's good matchups for them. They should be able to get a couple of wins there, hopefully. Um, but then look, Cowboys, they're going to get destroyed. Rabbitohs destroyed. Eels, mm. yeah. <laughs> But look, they have the buy round thirteen. That's great. That's their first buy, and then it's seventeen, then twenty three. So you'd be probably looking at if if you're starting with Bulldogs players, holding on to them as long as you can, as long as they're still generating uh, money for you up mm. until that round thirteen buy. Then you'd be looking at selling them and then bringing back the guns if they have any. Yeah, and I'm assuming there'll probably only be one or two. Mm. Um, after the round 23 buy they have, which then, look, they have the Knights, Raiders, Seagulls, and Titans. There's games that they can compete in and potentially win all four, really. So it's not not the worst uh, draw, really, when you look at it. All right, good stuff. Uh, the player I want to start things off with the Bulldogs is Matt Burton, who, look, he had a really good season last year. A lot of people bought him in later on because... Not many people were considering him straight up. But when people got him into the team, he actually performed. There were some weeks where he didn't perform, but he ended up being an average uh, player to have in your in your team count. What do you reckon about Matt Burton coming into this season? He's got upside. Um, he starts at seven, 718K break, even at 50. Yeah. Uh, but look, I think there's other guns to start off with. Um, you could start with him hoping that the Bulldogs start well, but... I'd be looking elsewhere. I know Nick, he wants to talk about Matt Burton. Well, we were talking about it last night a little bit, weren't we? We were. Well, I mean, he, he's got a better team this year. So you, you'd assume mm-hmm. that he'd get more attacking stats. But then Callum's argument is that maybe more attacking stats can be taken away from him, which I don't really think they are because Reed Marnie usually we'll just pass the ball our dummy half to him. He's got kick out there to pass balls to, to score. And he's the kicker. Um, And yeah, so I, I feel like he's got more attacking chances here. The only thing is, yeah, Seagulls, they probably beat them because Seagulls are shot to bits at the moment. But then they got Storm. So, you know, first two rounds, he might he mightn't score that well and then, has a couple of good games, then a tough draw again after that. So he'll be up and down maybe. Mm. Uh, a bit risky to, to maybe purchase him. He's only got the half this year. Last year he had the centre and the half, which was the best thing. So you can play him in your centres. Mm. Um, and there are a few other options around his price or just cheaper than him that are probably going to make money. Uh, so, yeah, a difficult one. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Paul Alamotti. Hopefully I pronounced his name correctly. Um, yes. I did. Good stuff. Riley. All right. That's good. All right. Good start to the year. 230K, break even of 16. He's a bit of a cheap option. Cal, what can you tell us about this guy? 
Mate, I was all over this bloke. I wanted him in my team, but um, reports coming out from the dogs that he might not be starting at that left centre spot, which is what we were all hoping for. Um, yeah, so he's another one that starred in the under-19 state of origin last season. Um, all those players coming through now. He was pretty good. Um, but the reports are Braden Burns. Now, Nick, tell me if I'm wrong, but we've heard that mm. Burns is going to be playing left centre. Avarilla, yeah. who was at fullback, is going to be playing right centre. Mm. Um, and then a young kid by the name of Hayes Perham could be starting at fullback. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that, though. I, I know that no. we've seen that. But why would you put Hayes Perham at fullback? I don't really know much about Hayes Perham. Yeah. But Jake Avarilla did so well, really, at fullback. And he's played about three seasons of NRL now. Yeah. Surely you'd be starting him at the important position of fullback. I would be. And then you're having Burns in the senses with Alamotti. Yeah. Or someone like that. Yeah. So the main oh, appeal here. Yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's gone to the Titans. So the main appeal here is Alamotti, who's a center. He should be playing hopefully the left side, and that's where Burton likes to go to. It's got Adokar there, it'll have kick out. So he should hopefully get those attacking opportunities along that edge. Um, and look, if he does, if he if he gets named there, you pr- you have to get him. He's two hundred thirty k. It's simple as that. Let's go to Jake Avarillo. Um, pretty cheap option starting the year off, Cal. Yeah. So we'll discuss this. Me and Nick can discuss it like we were, but. Um, we yeah we mentioned hopefully he'll be playing fullback. That's that's the main appeal for him. He has the dual of centre and winger fullback mm. um, this year, so that's great. Three hundred seventy k break even twenty six. Now Nick, he didn't actually do too bad last year, as you mentioned at fullback. Got through I think it was like ten games, average of thirty. Yeah. Um. So there's already upside on that break even of twenty six, but he hadn't had any preseason training at fullback. Not much experience at all at fullback. He just came in last year because. Matt Dufty wasn't really doing the greatest for the dogs and he was pretty much their only decent option to throw in. So Avarillo with a season, hopefully training at fullback, I think he'll come back out better team. Like you said, for the dogs, he should maybe look to score forties this year. Look, Avarillo is a good player. I had him remember that two years ago he was playing halfback and he won me games of football. Yeah. <laughs> he was the only one doing anything. And he got better as the season went on because he wasn't really a half. And then as he sort of got into it, he was starting to score really well. I feel like, yeah, yeah if he has a preseason at fullback, he'd be like, he just scores tries and sets up tries. He's, he's an attacking player. And with the center wing fullback, he, he's a good option to have. We just need him to play. If he starts a wing fullback, I'm definitely, definitely picking him up. So, yeah. And here's the other question for you. If he starts at right center, I know what your answer uh, should be. We're not touching him, are we? I'm We're not, not going him. near him. Even <laughs> though I like him, I don't think I can. I don't think I can nah. buy him. If he's at center, there's no appeal. It's yuck. In one word, if he yuck. starts at center, let's hope that his price goes down a little bit and then he goes back to fullback or something. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> But yeah, especially if it's around after the first couple of rounds, it'd be great. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Franklin Pelé. Now, hopefully, I have the last name right as well. Pelé. I am, was I supposed to know about this bloke as well? I, there's a lot of new names on the run sheet that I'm just not familiar with, boys. Franklin Pelé 
Break even of 17, uh, pretty cheap option to kick uh, off 2023 at 250K. Nick, what can you tell me about Franklin? Not a lot, um, but uh, he's a middle forward. Um, so looking to play those minutes in the middle of the field off the bench. Mm. Now, we're not really sure of what the minutes are going to be. Callum might have a bit more intel here. But um, it's between him and Patolo, who we'll be talking about a little bit later. One of them is probably going to get more minutes than the other. So I'd be looking to pick up whoever's going to play more minutes out of the two, which you'll be able to find out in the trials, and then we'll be able to let you know before round one, hopefully. All right. So, yeah, because they're both the same price, we'll get to Patolo. Oh, we might as well talk about Patolo at the same time. They're both the same price. They're both middle forwards. Break even um, 17 as well. Yeah. So, yeah, same price. You don't want to probably pick up both because that's a bit silly. Picking up two cheapies who play the same position for the same team. You want to be picking up probably just one, I'm assuming. But, yeah, Callum, do you know who's going to play more minutes than the other? Well, mate, if I look at it, I would assume Patolo would, but we have to wait and have a look to see what happens in the trials. But mm. Patolo last year played 15 games Yeah, for them. So I'd, I'd assume that because he's been there, been in the system, knows the other players, that he'd probably be getting more of a go. Um, but either way, which yeah, whichever one does, you'd have to consider them at that price because last year we were in a similar position. Yes, there were injuries that occurred and um, a few people missed out for the dogs here and there, but there was a bloke of Max King who came out and was the same price just carved up. I'm not saying these two will be at that level mm. and make that amount of money. If they do, oh, wow, unbelievable, fantastic. Um, <laughs> but you'd have to consider them. You have to heavily consider them if they're both there and which whoever gets the most minutes, you've just got to go for, I reckon. Love it, Cal. All right. Uh, a guy who, let's talk about him, Reed Marnie, 659K <laughs> break even of 45 Nicholas Reed Marnie, thoughts coming into 2020? Do not buy. Do not buy. <laughs> <laughs> he what? was one reason I did so bad last year. He mm. was one reason I did so bad last year because I started with him. You don't think there's and any was improvement like in 2023, though, that you don't think there's any improvement? Well, he's 100K less than he started in last season. Mm. So I guess that's good. But if you looked at it last year, he was in a better team and – was scoring absolutely crap. It's like so bad. So I think I got sucked into the 2021 season, which seemed to be all about attack, not about defense. And people just scored a ridiculous amount of points like Tommy Turbo, Reed Marnie scored a hundred one week. So that's the outlier season there. Yeah. That's the outlier season. I'm, I'm ignoring that season now forever. So Reed Marnie for me is a no. Um, however, he will be playing 80 minutes if I'm correct. I don't know if Callum can tell I think me any he will information be. here. Yeah, so he's going to play 80 minutes, which is decent. Yep. But I don't think he's a good option. You know, maybe a new club, though. He might, he might fire up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's a fantasy-relevant player, to, to be honest. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to lie here. I have thought about purchasing him, um, but I don't think I will be. 9.6% of teams, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. 
I, I see the appeal because he's cheaper and he's going to be starting 80 minutes. But look, I don't think he's worth it. Okay. He might get more defensive, like have more defensive work and make more tackles at the dogs. That's the only appeal that I can see compared to last season. So his base stats would be slightly better. But yeah, yeah I don't think there's much there. Stay okay. clear. Tavita Pangai Jr., TPJ, 593K, break even of 41. Is he more expensive or cheaper than last year going into the uh, new season, Callum? I think he's cheaper. Yeah. Is he an option? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, last year he was like yeah. just 600 around there. So he's yeah. not far off. I remember there were a couple of weeks where I did absolutely shocking because I was like, all right, let's trade out. Um, I think it was for feeder you went. Feeder yeah, for TPJ. <laughs> um, not the best option from me, but going into the new year, Callum, your thoughts, mate? Well, look, mate, not the best option, but you still made the final. So you're laughing. Um, Pangai Jr. Yeah, five nine three k break even a forty one. Jewel, Jewel. Yeah, it's about all he's got going for him. I reckon. Um, he struggled to play consistently. Um, last year. I need to watch him because <laughs> has it, There's rumors that he's like, well, he's lost weight or something. Is that right, Nick? They the coach told him you have to lose this amount of weight or he's not going to be playing. Oh yeah, like yeah. Apparently they're all looking fit in preseason. Yeah, everyone. There you go. Yeah, apparently. So, so is that going to improve his start. game, or is that going to maybe uh, not do well? Well, he should be fitter because last year he, could, he was struggling to run around for ten minutes. He but got a big part of his like game was his size. Game. A big part of his game was his size. It is, but he has too much size. Okay. Last year he looked overweight. Okay. Compared to what he has been in the past, where he carved up at the Broncos, he was just a little bit too. Big, I think. He was just playing he, weird minutes last year. Yeah, it was weird. It was terrible. And look, I, I said it last year. I'm going to say it again. Who's to say that he won't come out and get suspended like he has done in the past? <laughs> yeah. He loves to do it. He does. He does. Uh, so not an option going into the new year. I think he is an option. He is. He is an option. I reckon you just have to wait and see, though. I, I don't think I'm going to put him in my team. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to no. put him in my team. He's eleven point three percent owned, though. Well, we'll talk about him yeah, more how? before round one, and obviously see how he goes in round one, and 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 see if he is maybe yeah early, early trade option. Um, per perham, per ham, perham, perham, two dollars ninety per ham. All right, uh, <laughs> ninety per ham. Uh, two hundred and ninety-eight k break even of twenty-one. Hayes is his first name. Uh, Callum, what can you tell us about this bloke? Because, again, well, this I've is the other... heard of this guy. What is going on this year? Yeah, this is the bloke who we're discussing that might be starting um, at fullback with the rumours going around uh, the fantasy community at the moment. But, look, uh, I really hope he doesn't. I want to have real idea. Um, if he starts, so, look, you may as well take the gamble, throw him in, do whatever you want with him. Um 2021 was the one game he played at fullback against yeah. the Eels. Oh, sorry, um, for the Eels against the Panthers. Okay. He scored 20 from 67. Yeah. Yikes. Not the greatest, but that is against Penrith. But I don't, yeah. You, you, if you're going to get him, I'd probably look to maybe put him on your emergencies. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, Avril gets that spot. 
So it could be an option if you're running out of cash and you just need to fill some spots, maybe just have him there just in case he performs and maybe trade him out yeah. early or just leave him alone entirely. Mm-hmm. Right, good stuff. That is the Bulldogs. Hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, but let's see if they have a better year than what they've experienced the last couple of years. Good luck to the Bulldogs and um, one of our good mates who does support the Bulldogs who would be looking for a better year this year with them. All right, uh, final team we're going to discuss for the first episode back for Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast is the New Zealand Warriors, who did have an interesting year last year, lads. They were looking on the rise, but then just kind of fell apart. They're always a team that you just never knew if they would get a win or a loss because of just the, the random games that they played where they actually performed really well. But coming into this year, Cal, they're... Um, they they have an interesting start to the year, uh, an, an interesting couple of first rounds. Yeah, it's more difficult draw, I reckon. Um, yeah. Knights could go 50-50 with that game, but then, look, you got Roosters, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Sharks, the Knights again, Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, Panthers, Bulldogs. Yeah, I probably see them winning maybe one or two games, if I'm quite honest with you. Depends how many they play at home. Mate, they got Cowboys twice. That's two wins. You're an idiot. Be quiet. <laughs> that is not good for you. But looking at this, uh, having a look at the draw for them, their first buy is round 12. So if you're going to get some, maybe some cash cows or some or some decent players, you would probably want to get them from the Warriors considering that, considering that their first buy is coming really late in the season. Yeah, round 12, like you said, it's a good time to have the buy. Um, then the next is round 16. So not long in between there and then round 2022, 2022, 22. Geez, I'm talking in the past. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, it's, it's a difficult draw in my opinion. I don't see much appeal for many of these players. There's a few that we'll discuss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't be getting cheap players. Jesus Christ. Nick, I'm going to get you to pronounce the first bloke we're going to talk about from the Warriors. <laughs> I would struggle big time. You don't want to have a go, Nick? Oh, I mean, Riley, don't have a go? Chansey Nicole Colkstad. <laughs> Chansey! Chansey, boy. Chance Nicole Cookstar. That's him. Right. That's not how it's even spelled. But anyway, Nick, <laughs> what can you tell us? What can you tell us? Um, right, so... He was at the Raiders last year, Riley, maybe. And then Xavier Savage took over his fullback spot and he basically couldn't get back into the team. He had an emotional exit there from Canberra. Um, he was crying on that game. He's sitting on the sideline. I don't know if you remember. That was the last uh, home game, I, I think. I remember that. Is this, this bloke we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. I don't even <laughs> consider that guy in your team, mate. Come off it. DNK. Well, anyway, he's gone back to the Warriors. He's New Zealand. He's, he's a New Zealander. I think he's going to start at wing fullback. Uh, sorry, at fullback. So if he gets the starting spot there, not a bad option, but still 372K in one of the worst teams in the comp, probably. No offense to the Warriors. <laughs> I don't know if it's really worth it, to be honest. So someone to consider. But yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. Anyway. Yet is the big word there. Callum, have a laugh at this, mate. Oh, here we go. Marata Nikore. Very close. Very close. Marata Nikore. Yeah, right. 
See, I'm the best best moderator for an NRL fantasy podcast in 2023. Put me up for a bloody potty award. Uh, Cal, what can you tell us about Murata? Um, He joins the Warriors from the Eels. Um, Played a few different positions there um, over his time. Um, But look, the Warriors, I'm expecting him to play 80 minutes. Nick, now tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he's going to play center. What? I just think, yeah, I think he might just play center there because he has done for the Eels and he's a solid defender there. They need that defense out wide at the Warriors. I so just you think, think he's going to get a go there. Do you think the two edges are going to be Josh Curran and Barnett? Correct. Do you like Josh Curran? I do like Josh Curran. Um, yeah, well, that's, I can see that happening. in there for him, Nick? Do you reckon there's a dual position in there, maybe? Dual position for Murata near Cora? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, possible. Possible. And if he does, but if he's playing at center, he's not going to score what he's priced at. Mm. So it's worthless. Yeah. Because well, he's, so he's, he's, he's only an edge at the moment, is he? Let me just. I think he's. he's or is he, is he I think he's middle. No, he's just middle. <laughs> yeah, he's just middle at the moment. So. Um, but look, what. When he starts at centre, or when he has done in the past, yes, it's been at the Eels, 41.1 average. That's solid for a centre, really. And he has that you know, defensive work rate in him because he is an edge forward. Um, but 5-3-3K, break even of 37. Let's be honest, we're not going to touch him if he plays at centre. Yeah. Hopefully. Look, I don't want anyone to get injured. injured sorry. Um, but... Fingers crossed one of the forwards gets injured and he goes into there after dropping a little bit. He's got the duel and he's going to be gut center then. <laughs> yeah, if he starts to center, then one of the forwards gets injured, yeah. That's the ideal scenario, but we don't want what, anyone to get injured. Need, we don't yeah, wish it on any need, If you want anything to happen in the game, you need Nick to say it because last year he was notorious for saying something and it came true like two rounds. Oh, yes. Nick, That's say it. it loud. No, I'm not saying it. Oh, you. New strategy, new year, new man. Where's Viliami Valaya? Oh, lock that bloke in. <laughs> <laughs> so he, here's something for our listeners. If you are listening and you want something in particular to happen, we're going to charge you 20 bucks. Nick's going to say it on the pod <laughs> and it's going to come true for you. So there you go. 20 bucks per per curse, we reckon. Uh, Nick, is that a good curse? Yeah, it's pretty accurate there. That's daylight what, robbery. That be? That'll be 10 for me, five bucks for you blokes. That's daylight robbery. Fair dinkum. Well, you do need the money, Five mate. You're, you're the only one not living at home. <laughs> that is right. Thank you for reminding me. All right. Um, let's go to Mitch Barnett before we go to that other bloke. Uh, 617 <laughs> break even of 43. Mitch Barnett, cow. Uh, <laughs> mate, I've just seen the other bloke. <laughs> yeah, he had an interesting year last year. Mitch Barnett, yeah. Well, he got sent off, didn't he? He got suspended for like eight games for elbowing some bloke in the face. Um, but look, 617K, break even of 43 this year. New club, new year, new bloke. The Warriors wanted him and they got him. Um, average of 46.7 when starting on an edge. That's a career average and that's since 2015. So, And that comes from 74 minutes. Um, looking at his stats more recently, though, it's average of 56.7 when starting second row from 80 minutes, 15 games. Um, and then last season, 45.8 on the edge. 
from six games. So not too bad. Um, hopefully you can go back to that 2021 season, which I mentioned at the 56.7 average. Um, if he is, he's way undervalued and he will be a good option. He's got the dual too of middle and edge forward, which is less common this season. Yep. It's harder to find those blokes who have the dual. Um, so I actually don't mind him. Decent option. All right. So uh, what we'll talk about now is um, TM Martin, Nick. TM. TM Martin. That's what I'm going to call him. TM Martin. Get those TM shoes on. Yeah. Potential <laughs> for the new year. Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast hit us up. 313K. Uh, break even of 22. What can you tell us about this bloke, this individual? So tomorrow, Martin was at the Broncos last year. Riley played fullback after Tessie knew pretty much stank it up. And then they yeah. bring in tomorrow, Martin at fullback. And he did okay. Not a very good fantasy score at fullback at all. No. A lot of people purchased him at 300K and he went up about 20K. That's about it. So um, anyway... We think he's playing 5-8 down there at the, at the Warriors. And if he does, he's going to get more tackles. It's his more preferred position because that's where he used to play. So if he does play 5-8, um, there's some value here. I think at least 100K of value there. I think he'll get up to the 400K. Problem is he's got a few competition. He's got competition for his spot there. He's got uh, Volkman and uh, Metcalf there as well. So, but I think he'll get first crack at it. He might get a few rounds there. Um, and he's got a dual position half and wing fullback. So everything points to putting him on your interchange or emergency. Putting him on, I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. Heard it from Nick. Last bloke we're going to talk about is Luke Metcalf. Um, Callum, mate. Let's go to you. Let's go to you. Thank you, Ross. Uh, 319. Okay, break even of 22. Um, he joins from the Sharks, doesn't he, Nick? I think. Yeah, that's right. He played a game yeah. or two. Oh, he's played a, lot, a few games there off the interchange. Yeah, so I just think we have to wait for the team list. You know, he's, he's probably the next half in line if there are any injuries, but there's that Ronald Volkman as well, who they brought over from the Roosters last year, and they have wraps on him as well. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens if there's any injuries. Um or if they're wanting to put Tomorrow Martin at fullback and Chance in the centres, he mm. could be the bloke who starts. But it all depends on what happens round one team this Tuesday. That's that's the the date that we're all waiting for. All right. Good stuff. Well, uh, that concludes the three teams that we'll talk about this first episode. Remember, if you are a first-time listener, you enjoy the banter, the stats, and look, there's going to be plenty more of it to come because knowing, uh, even doing this podcast, I improved out of sight when it came to my fantasy team last year, coming second, beating Nick. I'm always going to hold that over him. Uh, it's going to be a repeat this year. Let me just tell you that much especially with the bigger salary cap and the more trades, I'm just going to be fired up this year. Um, but if you are a new listener, make sure you join us on social media, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast on Facebook and Three Blokes NRL Fantasy on Instagram. And remember, if there's any early questions that you want to ask us, get our expertise on, not our expertise, Nick and Callum's expertise, ask them a question. We'll get back to you. And of course, if you are a business who would love to join the three blokes team and become a sponsor. Let us know. We'll, we'll have chats with you, but we'll love you to join our journey. And boys, 
I thought it would be appropriate to quickly wrap up the podcast um, with uh, what was that cow that you just showed me? Uh, I just want to give a, a sneak preview of our next episode before we get into the final wraps, as we do. Um, we'll be going through the Dragons, Knights, Dolphins. Very exciting. So stay tuned for that. We'll be, that'll be coming shortly. Back to you, Rolls. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. Um, I thought we'd finish off with our, our predictions for who's going to win the Premiership in 2023. Now, I know this is kind of just off the cuff. You boys haven't probably thought about it as of yet. But I'm going to start off because I really do believe that the Rabbitohs will win 2023. I just have a feeling that they're going to come into this year with Latrell Mitchell. Damian Cook's going to be an absolute gun. And I just think that Alex Johnson is going to continue his great try scoring. I think the Rabbitohs are a really good chance of winning the whole premiership this year. That's my prediction. I know you boys haven't put a lot of thought into it. This is off the cuff again, going into the final, po- uh, the the first episode of of three blokes. But uh, if you boys just want to jump in and let us know your predictions, go for it. Well, I'll go. I think it, Penrith are going to be very hard to beat, but I'm not going to go with them. I'll go with the uh, the Cowboys. I think yes. <laughs> yes. Cowboys yes. Sporting the Cowboys uh, singlet. Cal, are you going to go with Nick's answer for a Cowboys win? I think it's going to be hard to beat the Penny Panthers, like Nick said. Um, I'm going to say two teams I think that can beat them and get up there. Um, I think it will be either the Cowboys or the Roosters. The Roosters. Simple as that. Yeah. All right, love it. There you go. First episode done for Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Jump on our socials, ask us questions. Make sure you keep on listening. Recommend us to a mate who is playing fantasy either for uh, another year or for the first time. Get our stats into their ears and their brains coming into this year. But as always, we love to finish the potty, the episode with Nick's final thoughts. Now, please tell me, Nick, that you... Uh, did a bit of research and a little bit of um of planning coming into this new year with your final thoughts because last year going towards the end of the year was just woeful, mate. It was shocking. As always, mate, I do a lot of research into these endings. Okay. <laughs> Make it away then. All right. Uh, we'll take care, everyone, and we'll uh, see you next episode. And uh, don't get your knickers in a knot. <laughs> Great start to the new year. Uh, Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next round where we talk about three more teams. Have a great one. Bye-bye.